Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Acts 27. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would give us wisdom, that you would be our strength, that others can rely on us because we are relying on you. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Acts 27. And when it was decided that we would sail away to Italy, they handed over Paul and some other prisoners to a centurion named Julius of the Augustan cohort. And we went aboard a ship from Adramitium that was about to sail to the places along the coast of Asia and put out to sea. Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica, was with us. And on the next day we put in at Sidon, and Julius, treating Paul kindly, allowed him to go to his friends to be cared for. And from there we put out to sea and sailed under the lee of Cyprus, because the winds were against us. And after we had sailed across the open sea along Cilicia and Pamphylia, we put in at Myra in Lycia. And there the captain found an Alexandrian ship sailing for Italy and put us on board it. And sailing slowly, in many days and with difficulty, we came to Snidus, because the wind did not permit us to go further. We sailed under the lee of Crete, off Salmon, and sailing along its coast with difficulty, we came to a place called Fair Havens, near which was the town of Lycia. And because considerable time had passed and the voyage was now dangerous, because even the fast was already over, Paul strongly recommended, saying to them, Men, I perceive that the voyage is going to end with disaster and great loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. But the centurion was convinced even more by the shipmaster and the ship owner than by what was said by Paul. And because the harbor was unsuitable for spending the winter in, the majority decided on a plan to put out to sea from there, if somehow they could arrive at Phoenix, a harbor of Crete, facing toward the southwest and toward the northwest, to spend the winter there. And when a southwest wind began to blow gently because they thought they could accomplish their purpose, they weighed anchor and sailed close along Crete. But not long afterward, a wind like a hurricane called the Northeaster rushed down from it, and when the ship was caught and was not able to head into the wind, we gave way and were driven along. And running under the lee of a certain small island called Kada, we were able with difficulty to get the ship's boat under control. After hoisting it up, they made use of supports to undergird the ship, and because they were afraid lest they run aground on the Sirtis, they lowered the sea anchor and thus were driven along. And because we were violently battered by the storm, on the next day they began jettisoning the cargo. And on the third day, they threw overboard the gear of the ship with their own hands. But when neither the sun nor stars appeared for many days, and with not a little bad weather confronting us, finally all hope was abandoned that we would be saved. And because we were experiencing lack of appetite, at that time Paul stood up in their midst and said, Men, you ought to have followed my advice not to put out to sea from Crete, and thus avoided this damage and loss. And now I urge you to cheer up, for there will be no loss of life from among you, but only of the ship. For this night an angel of the God whose I am and whom I serve came to me, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. It is necessary for you to stand before Caesar. And behold, God has graciously granted to you all who are sailing with you. Therefore keep up your courage, men, for I believe God that it will be like this, according to the way it was told me. But it is necessary that we run aground on some island. And when the fourteenth night had come, 
As we were being driven in the Adriatic Sea about the middle of the night, the sailors suspected that they were approaching some land, and taking soundings they found twenty fathoms. So going on a little further and taking soundings again, they found fifteen fathoms. And because they were afraid, lest somewhere we run aground against rough places, they threw down four anchors from the stern and prayed for day to come. And when the sailors were seeking to escape from the ship and were lowering the ship's boat into the sea, pretending as if they were going to lay out anchors from the bow, Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, Unless these men remain with the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut away the ropes of the ship's boat and let it fall away. And until the day was about to come, Paul was urging them to take some food, saying, Today is the fourteenth day you have waited anxiously, and you have continued without eating, having taken nothing. Therefore I urge you to take some food, for this is necessary for your preservation, for not a hair of your head will be lost. And after he had said these things, he took bread, he gave thanks to God in front of them all, and after breaking it, he began to eat. So they all were encouraged and partook of food themselves. Now we were in all 276 persons on the ship, and when they had eaten their fill of food, they lightened the ship by throwing the wheat into the sea. Now when day came, they did not recognize the land, but they noticed a certain bay having a beach, onto which they decided to run the ship ashore if they could. And slipping the anchors, they left them in the sea, at the same time loosening the ropes of the steering oars, and hoisting the foresail to the wind, that was blowing, they held course for the beach. But falling into a place of cross-currents, they ran the ship aground, and the bow stuck fast and stayed immovable, but the stern was being broken up by the violence. Now the plan of the soldiers was that they would kill the prisoners lest any escape by swimming away. But the centurion, because he wanted to save Paul, prevented him from doing what they intended, and gave orders that those who were able to swim should jump in first to get to the land. And then the rest, some of whom floated on planks, and some of whom on anything that was from the ship. And in this way, they were all brought safely to the land. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In chapter 25, Paul had appealed to Caesar, and now in chapter 27, the journey begins. Travel was not as easy in those days. The easiest way to move cargo was by sailing ship. But there were many dangers, and you needed the right wind in order to sail. All shipping would stop in the winter because the wind was so unpredictable and storms were frequent. So they set out on the ship that was available in Caesarea. But that ship isn't headed to Rome, so eventually they find a ship headed to Rome in Lycia. But they were not getting the winds they needed, so sailing was slow going. They finally make it to the island of Crete, and Paul suggests that they don't go any further. But they decided to go just a little further to the next port, and then, just as they get out to sea, a major storm, a northeaster, hits, and they cannot control the ship, but just let the wind take it. Since Luke is on this journey, we get a lot of details about what they threw out of the boat when, and the different anchors they used. In those days, they didn't have GPS to tell them where they were. They could look at the stars to figure it out, but when it is cloudy, you cannot look at the stars, so they really don't know where they are after two weeks of the storm carrying them. But God sends an angel to Paul and promises him that not only will he survive, but everyone on the ship will survive, and only the ship itself will be lost. Then the sailors can tell they're getting near shore and try to escape and leave everyone else to die. But Paul gets the soldiers to stop that by cutting the ropes to the boat so there's no escape, and they are all in this together. 
Paul tells everyone about his vision and encourages them to eat because they had not been eating for two weeks. That sort of makes sense because they've been so afraid, and also with the storm it would be easy to be seasick. But they will need their strength to get to shore, so they need to eat, and with Paul's encouragement, they do. When it becomes light, they see the land ahead and try to run the ship aground on the beach. But they get stuck part way to shore, and the currents are breaking the boat apart. The soldiers want to kill the prisoners because the punishment for letting a prisoner escape is to have the punishment that the escaped prisoners should have. But the centurion, who's in command of the soldiers, does not allow this because he doesn't want Paul killed. So, just as God promised, they all swim or float to shore on pieces of the ship and no one dies. We find out there are 276 people on the ship, which is a lot of people to be on one wooden ship. And now for a deeper dive. Luke shows Paul as being the one emotionally stable person in this storm. When storms hit our lives, it shows what we can count on. And a lot of these people are scared and don't have anything to count on. The sailors try to escape and leave everyone to die. The soldiers want to kill the prisoners to save themselves. But Paul is giving good advice, telling everyone to eat and not panic. Paul is the stable person here. But he's only that way because of God. He has a promise from God, so he can be sure of that. God is the only one we can count on in life. If we have faith in God and have God's help, he can make us like Paul, steady in trouble so that others can count on us because we are holding on to God to steady ourselves. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.